0: What's going on, everybody? would like to welcome you back to another episode of the Knob Pod. This podcast is brought to you by your host, Maxwell Knoblet, and the microphone inside my room. Today's episode, I would like to start off by saying rest in peace to one of the greatest players to ever play in the NBA, the late, great Bill Russell. Um, Bill Russell is one of the greatest Celtics players to ever uh, play and put on that jersey for the team in green. Uh, Not only that, he is also one of the greatest players in NBA history uh, with ease, won multiple championships, uh, 13 to be exact, uh, some of those as a player, some of those as a coach. Um, During that time, he played against people such as uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Bob Cousy, uh, Oscar Robertson, some of the great talent during that time, and would just like to uh, push forward good thoughts to that family. As they go through a tough time and as the NBA community mourns a loss, that is um, very great to this community. So one of the first topics that I want to talk about and that recently popped into my head, we have two very young stars in the NBA that I think have the potential to be very similar to two stars that we've seen before. One of these stars I'm going to mention first is none other than Mr. Ja Morant. John ja Morant is twenty two years old. He is from Dowzell in South Carolina. He went to Murray State, balled out there, ended up being the number two overall pick to the Memphis Grizzlies, only behind Mr. Jumpman himself, Zion Williamson. And I think Ja, not only to me, but obviously during his draft process, he looked very similar to Scouts. He looked very similar to Derrick Rose, and that was in height. They're very similar height, uh, very similar play style. John Morant lives above the rim. He's a you know just tenacious at the glass. Um, he's very active defensively, you know, as in blocks. Uh, he's a very exciting player to watch. I remember uh, watching him play against uh, Alabama when he was a senior. And he absolutely balled out. He had some crazy dunks. I think one ended up being either number number one or number two on the Sports Center top ten that night. And he was just a ridiculous athlete. And then he made his tournament run. They ended up upsetting Marquette. He balled out then. And he's just really been a very con, uh, consistent player um, so far in his NBA career. Started out being about 18 points a game. And that was his rookie year. That was when he won rookie of the year. Um not going to say that that's due to Zion Williamson being out but that might have had a might have had something to do with it but nonetheless he absolutely played very well. He shot 33% from the from the three-point line, shot an overall 48% from the field, so not bad at all. He played in 67 out of 82 games, so that was very good, and he averaged about 3.3 turnovers a game. Um that's Probably not the best, but also not the worst I've ever seen. Uh, he definitely cleaned it up uh, his second year, uh, also increasing in points as well. Uh, he's averaged about seven assists his whole career so far, which is only a, it's a three short years. But uh, this past year, he actually took a huge leap and went up over eight points a game for this year. He was averaging uh, 27 points, 6.7 assists. And five rebounds with also an additional steal in there, and a half a block. John Morant really balled out. Um, He had the uh, the Grizzlies as a number two seed. The only thing that really sucked for them was that they ran into the Warriors, who were on obviously a mission as they you know curb stomp everybody pretty much. Um, The second person that I want to bring into this topic is none other than Mr. Oklahoma himself, Trey Young. So one thing I want to talk about Trey Young. um, Obviously, he was – it's kind of crazy. He was actually born and raised in uh, Texas. And he went to Oklahoma, balled out there. You know, everybody kept calling him the new Steph Curry. He was absolutely lighting it up. He was just that guy there. Comes into the league and honestly, doesn't miss a beat. He averages 20 points or well, 19 points a game his rookie year. Um, just absolutely played very good. Uh, I don't think people thought he would transition well because I, I think people thought he was a little too small to succeed. But he actually played very, very well. Um, the very next year, you know, <laughs> a whole calendar year later, he's averaging 30 points a game. 30. 30 points a game, he's averaging 9.3 assists, a whole steal, um, but he is averaging five turnovers, which is kind of tough. But at that same clip, he is shooting 36% from the three and 43% from the field. So he's playing very well. Um, Last year, he actually averaged 28.4 points per game with a 9.7 assists a Steal and still averaging about four turnovers, so he kind of needs to get that down um, all around offensively. Though he's a great finisher, he's a great, he's obviously a great shooter. People compared him to Steph Curry, um, but I'm excited to see what he can do. One thing that both of these players I think need to do is improve on defense. Ja Morant is a, I will say, probably a better perimeter defender than he is, and definitely uh, Ja is more likely to get up and you know get a sneaky block on somebody uh but Trey Young is probably in a defensive uh circle of his own because of how bad he is at defense uh let's just look at some of these splits i mean he is he's just he's pretty far down there he's um he his opponent averages anywhere from twenty two to twenty five points a game that's not very good so that's definitely something that they both need to improve on. Obviously, Jaws a little bit better in that area, but I think that Trey Young probably has the all-to-get all-around better game. I think that Trey Young would be easier to put a team around. Uh, you know, you can you know you see people like Steph Curry. Steph Curry is obviously very similar to Trey Young um, with the shooting ability, but also still have the lack of defense at times, but. Steph Curry corrected that at an early time during his career, and we've obviously seen him become a very good defensive player. Um, he's been on the all-defensive team. He's also led the league in steals multiple times. So that's something that I would be excited to see Trey Young do. I would like to see him push himself on defense. I would like to see him uh, be able to attack from anywhere like he's been constantly doing. Um, also, with John Morant, I love Jaw and i think he has i think jaw has the most upside potential because he's exciting he puts tickets you know he puts uh, people in seats he's on sport center he's gonna you know he's probably gonna sell more jerseys cuz of how exciting he is but at the same time somebody like Troy Young is so similar to Steph Curry that Steph Curry has that big pull every Steph Curry changed the game you know for the better or the worse depending on who you know if you're a, you know a young guy or an old head but Trey Young, to me, is going to be able to succeed longer in the league because of the risk of injury that John Morant takes because he plays at such a high athletic level. You know, we've seen it with uh, Derrick Rose especially, you know, going down with, you know, multiple ACL injuries, a meniscus, you know, an Achilles. All that stuff, you know, it it slowly starts deteriorating on your body the more you jump and run and you know, land hard, and just all these other things, you know, you see it now, um, or you've seen it in the past with, you know, people like Brandon Roy, it's like I said, especially Derrick Rose is the number one person that pops into your mind, but even one of his fellow draft mates, um, Zion Williamson, Zion's now struggling with some injuries, Um, now most of that might be related to weight, they're not sure about that yet, Uh, he's obviously a physical specimen that we've never seen before, he's just different, just a different breed in total. But back to the point, I do think that Jaw has a little bit of higher upside if he doesn't get hurt because he's exciting. And I think that more people would probably want to play with him. Um, also him being a more driving inside kind of player, he's obviously going to Pull more people, pull the defense inside, and that gives your shooters more time to shoot and just a better look at the rim. So if if you know, like Desmond Bain, obviously you know succeeded this year for them because of how well Ja does what he does. But at the same time, the Warriors kind of figured it out there for a second. Now you know, then the next game, John Morant has his night where he goes absolutely insane. So you just have those, you just have those different things about them. Like I said, I'm not hating on either one of them. I love both of them. They're both phenomenal guys, uh, both super young at 22 and 23. I mean, they're they're going to be, you know, guys that can possibly be the face of the league uh, along with, you know, some of their uh, draft mates. But what's crazy to me is, you know, these two guys are so good. Like, you know, Josh, you know, 22 years old. He's averaging 28 points a game, and he's just led his team to the number two seed Yet, he's probably still in the shadow of Zion Williamson. I mean, Zion came in the league, you know, got hurt. But when he did play, I mean, he was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I think during that time, he averaged like something like 28 and 12 or 27 and 12. So, you know, he's in a little bit of a shadow of Zion. And then Trey Young is obviously in the shadow of uh, Luka Doncic. So, uh, but like I said, I love I love these two guys. And I think that they're... I think right now they're at a, a a similar point in their career because as we saw two years ago, Trey Young got to the Eastern Conference Finals and then eventually lost to the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and uh Bobby Portis. You know, they played one hell of a playoff uh series. So and then we see Jaw do the exact same thing but with the Warriors. So both of them lost to eventual NBA champions. So I think that they both have something to build off of, but they've got to do it, and they've got to do it quick, and I think that their organizations have got to do it quickly. I think that the Hawks have got to build on more than just John Collins. I think they've got to get more shooters. I think they've just got to put more pieces around them. I think they've got to have depth. I think they've definitely got to add more defensive players because Trey Young is a liability on defense. And then with the Grizzlies, you've just got to add more shooters, and you've got to add, to me, a consistent big man that can maybe step outside and hit a three because I love Stephen Adams. He can't step out that well and shoot the ball. Um, I remember when Stephen Adams got traded for uh, Jonas Valanciunas. I looked at my friend Tyler and I was like, "Dude, that's that doesn't even make any sense." Like Stephen Adams is obviously the better guy, and then I had to, you know, take myself aback because that was not the right opinion because Jonas Valanciunas has absolutely played a like a fantastic role for the Pelicans, Um, almost got them to the second round playing against DeAndre Ayton and the Suns. He played phenomenal. The Pelicans are going to be unreal this year, so I'm excited to see what they do. With Trey Young and John Morant, like I said, they're such such similar careers, but if I had to pick one to build my dynasty, quote-unquote, around, I think I'd have to pick Trey Young just because even though he might be a little injury prone like the ankles and stuff like that, you've seen that with somebody like Steph Curry that they can they can bounce back from that and still be a good player without having to use so much athleticism. But John Morant, I'm afraid if he was to get hurt and it was to take away his his athleticism, how would he be able to adapt? You know, that's something that has to be seriously, um, you know, talked about. In my opinion, because like I said, I love both of them, but there's just a difference. So I mean you know Ja Ja attempts for his career, which is only three years, but he attempts three point six threes a game, Trey Young attempts seven point three, so double so it's just i don't know if I could rely on John Morant to stay healthy is the main thing because if he gets hurt, I don't know what kind of player he's going to be, and that puts a burden on who I'm going to bring to the team and everything along with that. Now the Hawks, they, I think they need to get, you know, them getting DeJounte Murray was absolutely phenomenal. I think that was a great pick. Um, and that's actually going to transition us perfectly into my next thing. Here recently, um, you've seen some local NBA players getting out and playing at these local uh, pro-ams such as the Drew League, the crossover and stuff like that. DeJounte Murray was actually at the crossover and got into some beef with recent number one overall pick, Paolo Banquero from Duke. Apparently, DeJounte Murray did a little spin move on him, threw something off the glass and dunked on him. Uh, and then he started posting it everywhere, kind of boasting about it. And uh, Paolo clapped back at him with some choice words, uh, talking about uh, why you send in doubles, this is pro-am, some other stuff we're going to see in the season. DeJounte didn't let that slide, though. DeJounte came back on Instagram with another reply, uh, basically calling him out saying that he's been boasting that he was the number one overall pick and that uh, he mentored him when he was young and that he's changed and he's not the same person. So that's a lot of beef, and it's crazy because I never thought that some of the most exciting uh, NBA news was going to be coming from the Hawks and the Magic. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. (laughs) But talking about DeJounte Murray, he made a good post that I liked. Um, stating that these NBA players, you know, if you're not doing anything and you're not seriously training right now, get out to the pro-ams, go to the Drew League, go to the crossover, go to these open gyms and and big runs. That way these kids that can't pay, you know, 60, 70, 80, $100 to go see you and sit in the nosebleeds, these kids can see you at at these gyms for little to nothing. You know, I think the Drew League was letting people in for less than $10 a ticket. Because they just want to allow people to see that those phenomenal athletes are there. I mean, just like the Drew League not even long ago had Trey Young, John Collins, uh, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James. Like, those guys are there. And they're there to play. And I think that that's a super cool thing. Uh, I want to transition to something that I think was super cool, actually. In college football, I don't know how many of you actually watch the uh, Pat McAfee podcast, but... I'm sure some of you remember the Manning cast from NFL this past year it was a super exciting um, version of broadcasting. They added their own little flavor to it. It was super cool to get to see. Super cool to get them uh, to get their live reactions on everything and just let uh, Eli and Peyton be themselves. It was super cool to see. But something they're doing in college football, Pat McAfee is actually going to be a part of the Manning cast this year and they're going to be able to do six major games on ESPN2 this year. I don't know what games those are going to be yet. I don't think they've announced, but it will be Pat, Pat McAfee and his whole crew. I love Pat McAfee. Uh, my roommate loves Pat McAfee. So uh, this is going to be something that's super cool. I think they'll add their own little flavor to it. I think it will excite some people, depending on what um, games it's going to be. Hopefully it's, you know, I hope one of them, you know, gets an SEC game with a Alabama LSU or a Georgia Florida or, you know, Oh, God, I would love to see the Egg Bowl in that uh, with those guys. Uh, so that would be something that would be uh, super cool to me. Um, obviously, the Manning cast this year was super fun to watch. It was just interesting to get to see them flare their personalities at different times, and they got to bring home special guests. I think Nick Saban was on there once. I think LeBron James had been on there. Uh, it was just something that was different. It adds excitement to you know something, and it's just something that I think is – relatively important to keep people um excited about getting to getting to sunday night or getting to monday night or getting to thursday night or saturday night and being able to sit down relax and enjoy the the just the just the beautiful stuff that is college football or professional football so um with that being said some darker news on the other side of college football Hale Gundy, which is Mike Gundy's brother, has resigned from the University of Oklahoma after reports coming out that he had said some racial slurs during film. Uh, obviously something that's you know not going to be condoned at all. Um, a lot of the players came out and tried to defend him, and Brent Venables did not uh, wait very long to put out his response, which was basically saying that he had said it multiple times during film, this is not going to be allowed and this is going to be something that we're going to cut at the root and it is good that Mr. Gundy has put in his resignation. Um, Apparently he was the quarterback coach at Oklahoma. I did not know that. Um, And about a week prior they had announced that Dylan Gabriel will be the the starter and he was the transfer from the University of Central Florida. Uh, Like I said, hate to see something like that happen. Obviously, in today's world, you would think, you know, we're getting further away from stuff like that. But um, sometimes there's just some bad weeds. Um, Talking about, actually, let's go back to the NBA for just one moment. I want to talk about Kevin Durant. This was a topic last week as well. And a lot of people, you know, got back with me and talked with me about it and, you know, were telling me, you know, Hey, I don't you know Kevin Durant is going to kill the franchise that he goes to or he's gonna pick him up and lead him to a championship and I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know how I feel about it, but something that happened today really really irked my nerves k d met with uh the Nets owner and basically told him, "You're either gonna trade me or you're gonna fire Steve Nash so I don't, I don't particularly like that because I don't like, you know, Steve Nash is, I think has done a great job. I don't know what, you know, what has happened in the locker room, obviously, but I think Steve Nash is a very knowledgeable guy, uh, one of the greatest NBA point guards of all time. So I don't know what's going on there, but to me, it seems like Kevin Durant starting to act like a little diva, you know, giving a me or him attitude, and I just, I think that's super childish. But I also don't know what's going on. Steve Nash maybe doing some dirty things, but I don't think that's the case. Um, but they did notify that the Celtics, Raptors, and Heat were Kevin's favorite landing spots. So that adds some more to it. As we spoke on the last one, you know, they were talking with the Celtics with uh, the Jalen Brown trades, and that didn't go ever well with him. Uh, they had talked about the Raptors before as well. That, that trade included Scotty Barnes, and I don't think the Raptors were too uh, happy about that as well as the Heat uh, now being on a three-team trade with the Pacers, including Miles Turner, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and and the Miami Heat squad, which would be, I think it was Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, and a couple first-round picks. So it was a lot, but it just depends on how bad you want to win that championship with whoever you have. Uh, turning to the NFL, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson has actually been suspended for six games, and that is still under investigation, and they're thinking about a whole season. So that is something that is uh, quite interesting. Obviously, with Deshaun Watson, he had the whole uh, massage stuff going on, and uh, you know, uh, a funny little thing about that, the National Massage Therapist Convention is being held in Cleveland this year. Like a block from the um, field. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, ain't it? Uh, one thing I want to talk about, uh, Tiger Woods turned down Live Golf, their contract for 700 to $800 million deal. He turned it down. I, I couldn't do that. Not a chance in my lifetime. Um, I didn't know. You know, obviously uh, Live Golf is this new thing. um super cool company they're pulling a lot of the golfers over it's supposed to be prettier courses all this other stuff and then also it stands for uh 54 as well so and i didn't know that there's always 54 holes at every event that they host so i thought that was super cool i i love the the brand it, it seems new it's it's i love anything that that innovates a sport like one of my favorite things and i know that my baseball people are going to hate this but i love the savannah bananas I think they are some of the coolest things ever. Like, you know, the walk-up songs are different. Their outfits are different. They dance in the middle of the game. It's just fun because, to me, baseball gets boring. It gets boring when you sit there and you watch and a pitch goes by and you got to wait 35 seconds before somebody pitches the ball again. That gets boring. It's just super, super boring to me. So something like the Savannah Bananas is something that's super cool. Um, like I said, the Manning cast and now the Pat McAfee cast – Uh, all that's super interesting and I think it's innovating the sports and I think it keeps people, um, just excited to see what's next. Uh, and I love the live golf. They're adding different things and obviously giving more money to these uh, players and they're getting to try new things. So it's, it's just different. Um, so yes, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. I do want to thank you if you tuned in, um, means a lot to me. Don't forget to like, comment, uh, favorite this podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mama. Share it with your daddy. Share it with your girlfriend. Share it with your side chick. Whoever you want to share it with.